0: This is Stanley, bringing you the Sound Doctrine of the Bible. Under God, I conducted Sound Doctrine seminars in 1997, 2007, and 2012. The talks of these seminars are now made available to you in segments of 10 to 15 minutes each. They are for your enlightenment and edification. We continue from what we saw in the previous segment. There are three steps in Bible study. Number one, observation. Number two, interpretation. And number three, application. And we considered in the last session that we should not rush into application straight away from this step of observation without spending enough of time in the process of interpretation. And we also stated that interpretation of the Bible is not that easy because the Bible is a very, very ancient book. There is a gap of as much as 3,000 years, 3 millennia, between the time the Bible was written and the time that the Bible is meditated today. And because of these 3 millennia of years of difference between the time of writing and the time of studying, there are several gaps that we need to look into for proper interpretation. But we will confine ourselves to six of them this morning. Gap number one is time gap. It can be more technically called a chronological gap. I will give a simple example. Your grandfather's letter to your grandmother cannot be properly and fully understood by you today. The matter may be there, but you will find it difficult to understand because they lived two generations before you. The second gap we can think of is the space gap, which we can call geographical gap. The Bible is written about and to a group of people who lived in the Middle East and those in and around Egypt and the southern Mediterranean nations today if you want to fit it in your political map it is the space or the area between iraq to rome but we the readers of this particular book we live thousands and thousands of miles away from that group which was associated with the bible writing now the third gap we can think about language gap it can also be called as linguistic gap The Bible was written in three languages. Hebrew, Greek and also Aramaic. Hebrew, Greek and Aramaic. There is something funny about Hebrew and Aramaic. You must read it from right to left, not left to right. And in all the three languages, there is no space between two words. It is all written continuously by the sense you should separate them. Suppose you write, uh, I started at 5 o'clock yesterday morning but there was a problem in the bus stand because there was a bun. But anyway, I managed to come here on arrival here. They were very fussy about registration, etc. Put all these things without a gap, and then try to read it again. Many words can be wrongly coupled and still a possible meaning can be rendered. But these peculiarities are not available in Tamil or English or Hindi. Not only that, Printing was of a very latest invention. Everything from the skull was hand copied by a group of people called scribes. Today, with offset printing and computer typesetting, you know how many mistakes are there, especially in Christian religious magazines. You take one newspaper called The Hindu, 24 pages, you can't find two and a half mistakes, spelling mistakes. But you take... The Christian magazine, in two pages, you can find 24 mistakes. There is a big worship songbook, Tamil worship songbook in South India, in Tamil Nadu. You cannot, I challenge you, you cannot find a single page without a mistake. The difference between the Hindu paper and the Christian magazine. To what extent we are backsliding, that all I will deal a little later. But now, just for the comparison. So those days without proper education and proper schooling or college studies, this Christ by way of experience and with a little bit of know-how, they had to keep on copying. So what we call copies errors have very obviously in. To copy, copy, to copy, copy, to copy, copy to copy, copy, to copy, copy, copy. So as it goes on, one over the other, the errors are transmitted and sometimes the errors accumulate. The fourth gap we need to think about, writing gap or literary gap. The style and the form in which the biblical writers wrote in their times and that which we adopt, they are very different. Now today what we want to say, we say straight. We don't say in terms of parables or uh, proverbs. Lot of Bible language was uh, parabolic. The language style was proverbial. I will give you an example. Today nobody says, he's the door. He will come and bang you like a door. You know what is he? He's not a door. What is he? He's a proper channel. So he tells you, I am the proper channel. I'm not a door. I'm the proper channel. But in the Bible times, he will say, I am the dove. I am the proper channel. You want to come to the Father, go through the proper channel. <laughs> I will give a Tamil example, then you will understand. In Tamil, we have a proverb, Uppittavare Ullalavu You cannot translate it in English, say, eh? never forget the one who gave you salt. <laughs> but many of our uh, Indian, uh, especially Tamil Nadu magazines, are translated from Tamil to English. In my, one English man, I say it was like this. Never forget the one who gave you salt. The English man would be wondering. Never forget the one who gave you salt. That is the Tamil culture. In Tamil Nadu, after the banana leaf is spread the first item that will be served according to Tamil culture is a pinch of salt. So that salt represents the entire meal. So, pitavari means the one who fed you. In England, nobody puts salt to you. You have to take the salt cellar and you have to shake. <laughs> so, don't forget, means you should not forget yourself. This is between one Tamil Nadu and one North Indian state. This century, this much a problem and conflict. Think of the difference in writing between what was done 3,000 years ago in a different land, thousands of miles ago, and what we are trying to interpret and study today. The fifth gap we can think about is spiritual gap. We can also call it a supernatural gap. The Bible is a puzzle. Is it a divine book? Yeah, it is a divine book. Is it a human book? No. Human authors wrote by the divine initiative. That is good, but that is a conflict. No other book in the world has got this divine and the human aspects in that combination. But if you take a science book or a history book, by understanding the author alone, you can interpret, because it is purely a human book. But in the Bible, in some pages, the divine aspect is dominant. In some pages, the human aspect is dominant, but nothing is dead out or moved out. There are combinations of different proportions and that introduces a conflict in interpretation. The sixth gap we can think about, it is a customs gap or cultural gap. The cultures and customs speak about what people think, what people speak, how they articulate their feelings and what they do. That's what the culture is all about. The customs and cultures of people in Bible times, perhaps are totally different from our cultures and our customs. Going into the Bible is very similar to entering into a foreign country. If you don't remember that, you get into a lot of troubles. In India, the traffic rule is keep left, but in Gulf countries, keep right. In India, the drivers sit on the right side of the car, and in Gulf nations, they sit on the left. First day in any Gulf nation will be miserable for you. Every minute you will go through a mental accident. Because the fellow will be taking right will say, hey, go left. <laughs> no, 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 he's, this is not India. That is why Indian driving license is not at all valid in the Gulf country. But in Gulf, ah. normally you do four or five tests, so they call the moment somebody gets a driving license in the Gulf nations, they say, you got PhD. Now, we are similar to UK. Traffic rules in India and England are very similar. Because we were under the British colonial rule for many years. So keep left, keep left. It's all embedded in our mind. So when you go from here, in search of a job to Gulf, you should unlearn India and learn Gulf. For this aspect of customs or cultures, I'm going to give you 12 examples. Now, these are all laying of foundations. I'm taking you step by step to build up the superstructure. We'll continue our study in the next segment. God bless you.